Wine Work and Passion is brought to you by the Napa Valley Wine Academy, America's premier wine school and two-time winner of the WSET Global Wine Educator of the Year Award. You can find a course that's right for you at NapaValleyWineAcademy.com and use the code in our show notes for a special discount. Welcome, wine enthusiasts and job seekers. I'm your host, Karen Wetzel, and Wine, Work, and Passion is the podcast where we inspire you to make a career out of your passion for wine. Today, I'm honored to introduce you to Alicia Towns Franken, a veteran of the hospitality industry and board member and mentor at Wine Unify. In this episode, I tap into her vast experience to discuss a wide range of career opportunities, as well as her dedication to advancing diversity at Wine Unified. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when Alicia will tell us all about wine education award and mentorship opportunities to help you advance your wine education and find your way into the wine industry. So let's meet Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the program. Thanks for being on Wine, Work, and Passion. Thanks so much for having me, Karen. I appreciate you being here. So can you tell our audience who you are and what you do in the wine industry? Sure. Um, my day job is I'm the vice president of wine of the wine portfolio for Archer Roost, which is an alternative packaging company. And I am a board member and head mentorship for Wine Unify which is a nonprofit. Great. And we're going to dig into those things in a, in a minute. Um, I always like to tell the audience uh, why, you know, when I, when we invite guests on, it's good for them to know how, why, how we know each other and why we thought it was great, important to have you on. And this is a very important episode uh, to me and to the Napa Valley Wine Academy. So uh, you said, as you said, you're a board member at Wine Unify and Wine Unify is one of the organizations that we partner with to advance wine education awards. And we do that with Wine Unify several times a year and very proud to, to do that. And so when I was thinking about, you know, who, who to have, I mean, I have to come up with my ideas for guests. And I thought I had just seen Mary Margaret at McCammock and, and we were talking and she's, and I said, you know, is there someone at Wine Unify that could, be a great spokesperson, a great guest on the show. And she, your name just flew off her lips. So here you are. <laughs> and I really, really appreciate you making uh, time for us. It's very, very helpful. And I know the audience is going to love it. So tell us about, about you, Alicia. Tell us who you are, how you came to all the things you're doing today. Oh, I'd love to. Um, so I've been in the wine industry for a very long time, um, well over 25 years. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, but I've lived in Boston for the last 30 plus years. And my first foray into the wine industry was becoming the wine director of a restaurant called Grill 23 and Bar, which is a grand award winning steakhouse. Um, and And that came about by someone literally handing me a glass of wine that gave me goosebumps. Ah, that aha moment for you, right? That was my aha moment. What is in that glass? What is this? And how do I become a part of whatever it is? And so you had this great glass of wine and your the light bulb went off. And ultimately that led you to becoming the wine director at uh, Grill 23, correct? 
It did. So I, after having, it was actually a, a Penfolds Grange Hermitage. Ooh, wow. It was back in the day, right? Back in the day yes, when you could save Hermitage. That would be a moment for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the next day I went to um, our general manager and said, how can I help you? How can I be a part of this? I wanted to touch as many bottles. I wanted to taste as many wines. And so that's what I did. I was handling bottles for um, deliveries and I was helping with inventory and I was tasting with the wine person at the time. And within a year, I actually took over the program and grew it. What were you before you became the wine director? A server or? I was a server. Server. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's a great story because I think a lot of people in the restaurant industry feel like I'm a server and I'm sort of going to be a server forever. And if you take the initiative to move forward in whatever department of a restaurant you want, like wine, just take the initiative and good things can happen. Great things can happen. So I think that's really a great story. And I just want to mention to the audience who may not know Grill 23, um, you as wine director achieved many accolades from Boston Magazine, from the Boston Globe, and from the Wine Spectator. So not only did you become a wine director of a great restaurant, you also uh, were quite successful at it. Um, you know, it was an amazing house to work in, and it, it still thrives to this day. Um, Grill 23 will be celebrating its 40th anniversary next year, mm -hmm. and the wine program continues to thrive. And, you know, it is definitely the cornerstone of my professional career. Um, I look back on it fondly. It's, it's, you know, you always have your highs and your lows, but there are many more highs and it was always accompanied by a great wine. Right. Now, so after, after Girl 23, was there, um, I don't know when that, when, when, how long, oh, I, I don't want to date you, so I won't ask you that year, <laughs> but was there, a, I, now you're at Archer Roos as the vice president. What, what, what did you, are there some things you did in between? There were, um, there were actually, I raised two children. Um, mm. you know, my husband is not in the wine industry. Um, and I wanted to have a parent that was at home. Um, and so while raising my children, I um, did some consulting, um, some corporate consulting, some you know, personal consulting. I also participated in, in conferences and events um, around the country to sort of stay current um, as much as possible. But for the most part, I was very much a full-time mom and then I did some wine things on the side to keep me in the industry. But I will tell you that um, it is in my blood in so many ways. And as much as I love the restaurant industry, it is not necessarily conducive to raising a family. Right. That's very true. Yeah, that's there's there's a few jobs in the wine industry that are kind of hard on families. Restaurants is probably the number one because you're working crazy hours um, especially in an important position like you had, you know, it's not regular hours. You work until, you know, the wee hours of the morning many times and working six, seven days a week sometimes. So I know that can be very challenging when raising a family. So tell us um, about Archer Roos, a little bit about the company and your role there now, because you're currently there, right? I am. Okay, so Archer Roos was 
Yes, Archer Roos um, came about when our founder was sitting on an, a chairlift and her husband and his friend were having a beer and she thought, I would love to have a can of wine right now or a glass of wine. And that was the genesis. And Marion's idea was to bring a better glass of wine to consumers um, and to do it in a very sustainable way, in a transparent way. And so what we do and what is my job is that um, we partner with winemakers. Um, we don't buy bulk wine per se. What we're doing is partnering with winemakers and working with them in our QAQC director to make sure that they are following our SOPs and producing wines for Archer Roos. Um, and it's been quite successful. And the idea, especially of the younger generations, the millennials and the Gen Zers, they are variety seeking and um, they want to shop their values. So being able to get a great glass of wine, you don't have to commit to a full bottle um, or you want red and you want white and you can both have what you want. It has been incredibly successful for us. Um, Elizabeth Banks bought into our company last year. She's our quote unquote um, creative director. She's hysterical and she really is bringing some fun to the wine industry. Um, so we are having a great time and we are in interesting places and are going even further than I thought, you know, when I came on board, um, the idea of helping democratize wine was very at the forefront of my, my, my mind. I mean, I come from a very fine wine background and my grandmother could not open a bottle of wine, but she could crack open a can. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, it is very creative. I'm on the website now. It's very creative, very art, very fun, very sort of semi whimsical, I would say, uh, very inviting uh, packaging and, and promotional material. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, you should try that wine. It sounds like it's wonderful. Um, so let's pivot now to Wine Unified, because that's really the whole reason, you know, I wanted to have you here. There's so much to offer there. So talk about Wine Unified, you know, take us back to the beginning and, and tell us what you're all about. Sure. So Wine Unified for me personally was a response to um, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, and just about anything and everything that was happening in 2020. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, we, we could be happy <laughs> and figure out a way to be happy. I was drinking a glass of champagne every day because you can't be sad with bubbles in your hands. And That's for me, <laughs> yes, champagne is sort of like an, an adult popsicle, right? Mm -hmm. Well, George Floyd made that impossible for me. And um, as a mother of children and a mother of black children, um, how could I make them feel good? How could I make them feel safe when, when I felt slightly broken? And I remember the day that I received a text from my good friend, Dylan Proctor, saying, there's a couple of us who are thinking of doing this, this meeting Wine Unify, we want you to join us. And it was an instant yes. And I think it was at 3 a.m. because no one was sleeping at that time. Um, quickly got a, a call from Mary Margaret, who is amazing. And um, she told me what she was thinking. And just like me, she was having a hard time getting off her sofa. And one day she was thinking of Obama. And he said, do something. And so she went for a walk and welcome, elevate and amplify came to her mind. And those are the pillars of Wine Unified. Wow. 
That's amazing. That's great. And for those who don't know who we're talking about, Dylan Proctor is a master sommelier. He was featured in the movie, in the documentary Psalm, correct? Um, yes, he's not a master Psalm though, but he was oh, featured in the, the Psalm he movie. He was featured in the movie, in the film. And Mary, uh, Mary Margaret McCammick is a master of wine and uh, a friend of mine as well. So I don't know Dylan yet, but he's on my list. <laughs> He is amazing. He's amazing. Everything I hear and see about him, uh, he's uh, he's somebody that a lot of people really look up to and and follow. So anyhow, um, all right. So Wine Unify was formed to do what? What's the what's the goal? What's the mission? Well, what we're trying to do is sort of um, do away with the obstacles in education. And um, so much of, how do I say this? Um, We wanted to give people a uniform. And I think working in the wine industry, personally for me, when I started in the 90s, um, the idea of having a WSET award or being a master SOM or being a master of wine, we didn't really think about those things. Um, I think times have changed, um, definitely. And we're looking to increase diversity within the industry. And we wanted to create a place which felt safe, which felt authentic, and to give people the tools they needed. And I think that working in the wine industry, you can open doors both financially and intellectually. And as we're trying to bring a bit more diversity into the industry, we thought this would be a great way of doing it. And education is the cornerstone of this for us. Why we decided on WSET is that it's a globally recognized credential that can lead to something else if you want to become a, a master of wine. Um, and we do this in many ways. I'm happy to sort of talk about how we do this um, in the sense that we want to welcome, elevate, and amplify people. And so we want to welcome anyone who's interested any person of color who's interested in wine. You don't have to work in the wine industry, and that's our level one. And then we go up to level two and three, and we're about to open a diploma later this year. But for Elevate, it is supporting careers of people who are already in the industry, uh, who are trying to seek further education. And then Amplify, we're looking to amplify those like diverse voices of professionals um, who are themselves underrepresented in many ways, and just we need to scream their names out loud. So that is our mission. Okay. And so let's talk about, uh, we, you know, you've talked about providing education. This is done through an awards program, correct? It is um, through the WSET, uh, which is the Wine Spirit and Education Trust. And so what we do is, you know, we, we decided that a lot of obstacles to education was funding and mentorship and just feeling excluded and so we wanted to give people everything they needed to succeed. Um, frequently, people receive awards or scholarships, and it's just those things. You don't have the components to have help scaffold um, the experience. And so what we do is um, we give them glassware from our one of our partners. Um, we do collective mentorships for a level one. We do very specific one-on-one mentorship for all of our other levels. Um, We give them the wine they need to taste and study um, and a Coravan from level two and above. 
and other resources. So they have everything they would need to succeed. Including the funding for the tuition, correct? Absolutely, which you guys are incredibly generous in helping us with that. Yeah. So the courses, they are WSET courses, and they're taken through the Napa Valley. The award goes through the Napa Valley Wine Academy, so the school that they would be attending, which is, you know, not too shabby since we are the we're not just the largest WSET provider in the world, except for London, but we've also won the WSET um, Educator of the Year Award twice. We're the only company that's done that. And we uh, educate more American students than any other school in the world. <laughs> so we're pretty, wow. we're not just big and our scores are higher than the national averages. So we're not just big, but we're pretty darn good at what we do. And that, Oh, you and, are. Thank you. And and that's kind of one of the things, if I can just veer off the topic, not really veer off the topic, but tie into this. That's really one of the reasons for this podcast is one of the things that the owners and I spoke about when I started working with them in 2019 is, you know, we do, a, we were at the time, we do a great job of getting people their certification, but we didn't really have, we were very, we're a very small a very small school compared to how many students we work with. Um, but we didn't have the bandwidth to do much more than get them certified. And that's kind of where I've come in as a, a career coach. And as uh, I, write, I write articles about getting into the industry and then the podcast sort of came from that so that we're not, you know, we not only help you um, get your certification, but then we help you learn what you can do with it and help you find ways to employ it. And uh, I think that's really important. It's probably, you know, it's the one thing, not the one thing, but one thing that makes me incredibly proud to work for the company is um, they really, they really do have the student at the forefront of everything they do. And working with someone like Wine Unify, an organization like you guys, is very important to us in particular. And we're very proud. We've been on board with you guys, I think, since the beginning and very proud to have that partnership with you. So just wanted to sort of throw that out there, uh, you know, the, the connection. So you kind of mentioned. Thank you. I, okay. just, I would like to add that we are thrilled to have this partnership with you. Um, and you're definitely one of my favorite partners to work with. Um, the feedback that we get from our mentees is they could not speak more highly of you and um, the company. Um, and it just makes sense for us to partner with those that we consider who are perpetuating excellence in the industry. So thank you. No, well, you're, you're very welcome. And I'll say you're welcome from our owners, uh, Christian Ogenfuss and Catherine Bouguet, because they, that's really their, they're very, I know they're very proud of this partnership. So so let's talk a little bit about um, your audience and how you reach your audience and how your audience can reach you. Sure. I mean, we do everything online for the most part. And um, our our Twitter, our LinkedIn, our Wi-Fi, I'm sorry, not our Wi-Fi, our Instagram, um, it's how we really announce that we're opening awards and it's amazing how successful we are and obviously things are on our website as well um, we engage with our audience in other ways you know there are times that we do these fun instagram lives like um, one series was reimagining the language of wine and um, one of my favorite topics was your brioche is my biscuit 
you know. And <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, and for those people who are not successful initially in getting an award and some people have reapplied and have gotten them down the line. We also, at the end of a award series, um, if necessary, we will do um, Zooms that are open to anyone. Um, and we will talk about how to get into the wine industry. We'll talk about what the jobs are within the wine industry and just open ourselves up beyond our mental mentees. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Um, and I, you know, of course, I follow you on uh, on wine at Wine Unify on Instagram, and you do you you do a great job of reaching out and promoting all the wonderful things that you do. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about the leadership at Wine Unify. You mentioned Delyn and Mary Margaret. Is there anybody else? I mean, I know oh, there's there others. <laughs> Is, I guess I, that's there, a silly question. I know there are. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone else? I think we have the most amazing mentors in the industry. I mean, just powerhouse wine professionals. Um, and, you know, Gary Ablagacion, who's the chief development officer of the Alinear Group in Chicago. Um, Anna Christina, um, who's the um, head of um, wine tasting at... Um, um, wine enthusiasts, you know, Tonya Pitts, who's an amazing psalm in San Francisco, Annette Alvarez-Peters, who's a legend. Um, she was a buyer at Costco and worked there for so many years. Um, C. Priyanka French, who is also one of our board members and is a winemaker at Signorello. Um, there's tons. Andre Mack, uh, who everyone knows. Um, Julia Coney. Um, so it the list goes on, and we're adding more mentors um, as we grow. Um, so I'm excited about some of the new people who are coming up as well. But that's just a few. These are not obscure names in the wine industry. These are I don't want to say movers and shakers, but they are they are the they are people who have so much have earned so much respect and are given so much respect that are you know in many cases published or you know, have you say these folks' names if you're entrenched in the wine industry and everyone takes notice. So um, I'm really, I'm looking at, I, I'm looking at the website now and I'm looking at all the names. It's like, wow. It's a very much a who's who of the wine industry. And, and what's great about that is it really shows the desire for uh, people to advance diversity uh, in our industry. And, you know, so, so to that point, Let's talk a little bit about where we were, where we where we are now, and maybe where we're going. What do you What do you see? What are your thoughts on those? That's a, that's a great question. I'm going to step take one step back though and talk about how we actually select our mentors. And because oh, yes. you pointed out that this is the who's who of the industry, and yes. of course there are more who's out there, um, but this is where we are at the moment. So what we were looking for were people who are highly skilled in the industry, um, whether it's hospitality, retail, um, restaurants, winemaking, whatever market marketing, whatever part of the industry. And then we were looking for people who had proven leadership. You said this was just not names. These are people that you've heard of that have published that people know. Um, and we were also looking for people who sort of demonstrate the support and the encouragement of others. Um, and that makes a great mentor. And for us, it was important that our mentors were people of color. Um, studies show that students of color 
their experience and their um, success increases when they have teachers who look like them. Mm-hmm. And it's not just for the students of color, it's for everyone. I think it's important for all Americans, all people to see people of color in leadership roles. Yes, I So that we can help notify. Yes, we just need to normalize this. We are just living our lives just like everyone else. And this was so important. So as much as we would love to take everyone on as a mentor, because people are very excited about what we do and want to be a part of it, we had to put it in a context that made sense for us. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And yeah, it may, it does make sense. And, you know, just in the industry, when you look at wine educators, you know, there's not a lot of wine educators of color and why not? <laughs> you know, and that's, it's, it's changing, fortunately, not never fast enough, but it is changing. It seems to be changing anyway. And, you know, I guess I, I'm sort of, I, I get on Instagram quite a bit. Um, I'm sometimes known as the Instagramma, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you know, I, I I learned so much from so many of your students that are also on Instagram that are trying to, you know, carve their way into wine education. And Instagram is kind of a great place to to practice and to hone your skills. And yeah, why not? Why shouldn't it be that way? So so that's great. Well, and and that you know again segues us into the where were we, where are we, and where will we be? What do you think of that, Alicia? Well, where were we? Um, I mean, my restaurant work comes from the 90s and the early 2000s. And living in Boston and being the only Black wine professional for a long time, it was quite interesting. <laughs> and, um, and a woman on top of that, I'm sure. And a woman on top of that. You know, the questions that I received um, always boggled my mind. Um, mm-hmm. But I was busy, so I didn't really have time to think about it. But, you know, people frequently assigned any other role at the restaurant other than the one that I actually had. That's here I was, the wine director, running a three and a half million dollar wine program with two female assistant sommeliers, um, ethnic as well. Um, one who's a, of Indian descent and one who's actually from France. So we were quite the team. And um, people assumed I was a hostess. Um, people assumed I was anything and everything. Um, and it was fascinating to me that it mm-hmm. was not something they would think that that was what I did or that this would be something I know. I was being challenged on a nightly basis, table to table almost. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. Yeah, and, and, you know, I have to say, not to interrupt, but it's so fu- not funny, haha, but odd, I guess maybe is a better word. I've also interviewed um, Stephen Sterling, and who's not a spring chicken. And I recently on the podcast had uh, Phil Long, who's the president of the African American Vintners Association. And they tell that same story. They go to tastings and people are handing them the dump bucket, telling them to empty it out because they think they're yes. a waiter or a busboy or something. And it's, I mean, it's, it really is kind of shocking that that was happening, but still happens in a lot of cases. It does still happen, but things are definitely getting better. I think yeah. there are more voices out there. Um, where are we at right now? You know, the diversity in the industry is definitely changing. There are more people who are coming in. And I think that will not only help the industry from this perspective of who 
is working, but also bringing more people of color into the the life of wine, of drinking wine, or making it a place that they feel like they belong. And um, so I think the it's been on fire, so to speak, since mm-hmm. 2020. Um, and I'm hopeful. And every time I, you know, once we um, bring in a new group of award winners for awardees, I should say, for Wine Unify, we do what we call a welcome call so that we can get on board and, and introduce founders and the board members and our mentors, as well as our new mentees. And it is my second favorite day. My first, my favorite day is when we, we get to call people. I honestly feel like Oprah. You get an award. You get an award. It's like I can be right. having the worst day in the world, and when I get to talk to people, and it ranges from people like, "No, that's that can't be true," to people screaming, to people crying. I mean, oh. it's the emotional highs, and so that I get to do that. My favorite day of the year. Oh my gosh! But, <laughs> that sounds welcome. wonderful. It's like Christmas. It's, it's like Christmas. And you get to be it's Santa. Really, yes. Exactly. And my kids don't believe in Santa anymore. So this is perfect. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the welcome call is a great way for people to see each other and talk to each other and to realize they now have a network that they can pull from and be a part of and contribute to. And the, the joy that you see, and I literally, every time we have one of this, I see the future of the industry. That's so great. Well, not just joy, but hope in their eyes, I would guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes the sessions, the later group sessions are therapy sessions, but um, that one in particular, we we don't judge whatever's in your cup, depending on the time of the day we're doing it. It's just let's toast and let's be joyful. And it's amazing. And, you know, some of our um, mentees are early 20s, like 21. Mm -hmm. And our oldest is just turned 76. (laughs) and like she doesn't want to be in the wine industry and that's what I meant like you know our welcome awards are for new drinkers or people who are comfortable with wine and they're interested in wine but they're they're not necessarily wanting to be in the industry and she owns a and b and she wanted to be able to offer wine tastings to her guests you know what she was one of my I forget her name what would you remember her name (laughs) yes (laughs) I don't know if you want to say it but she was my student I was her I was her instructor because I teach level one and level two at the academy at the Nap Valley Wine Academy. And I have had many, many of the Wine Unify students, by the way, from the inaugural class actually um, and forward. And the reason I know her is because she asked if she could call me and I did a little mentoring with her about how to, you know, which about choosing the wines and her, how to make that all happen. That's so funny. I can't, I can't believe I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. You know, her name is, oh, don't be, her name's Joe. Joe, and, yes. yes. Well, if you speak to her, please tell her I said hello. <laughs> I, I will. And Joe is a social justice attorney, actually. Yes. Um, she went to Boston University. She lives outside of Maryland right now. And she has formed this amazing community with the younger cohort that, mm-hmm. um, that she came in with, which has just been beautiful. And, yeah. you know, we all have different skills and um, some people don't have necessarily the, the internet skills that others do. And so they've been incredibly supportive to her, but she also offers this wonderful um, ancestral kind of knowledge, um, which they benefit from. Right. 
Yeah, I, that's so true. So funny. Yes, I know Joe. Uh, yeah, and well, you know, and so the men, the mentee became the mentor in a way. So she was getting mentored, but she sounds like she's ended up mentoring some of the other award winners. Absolutely, they have formed an incredible community. I mean, people came here. I, I like to think they came here for the education. Um, and stayed for the culture, stayed for the community, um, and the continuing education. Many of our awardees apply for the next level. Um, so it's it's become quite the family. Um, we have to date given out over 80. Um, we have just closed our next level three, I think. And I'm not quite sure... I haven't received the anonymous sheets that we get to decide on, um, but I don't know. I, it will take us over 90 people, definitely. Wow. Well, I'm looking at your Instagram page right now for Wine Unify, and it looks like you just had your welcome call for the the recent uh, award winners. And you're right. I'm looking at their faces, and they're glowing and beaming and and. There's even a guy giving the Hawaiian hello. <laughs> I love that. I, you know, it is. It's exciting um, for someone to to win an award like that. And you, it looks like you also do a lot of spotlights on award winners and and all of that. So you really do a lot to boost these folks' confidence and their enthusiasm level. And it's it's really something to behold, truthfully. Yeah, it is amazing. And I would just say that some of our, where are we going? You asked me that question. And if I yes, where are we going? Briefly, well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the jobs that our awardees are, are receiving and I'm blown away. And I do a check-in every now and then with it, as many people who can be on the Zoom as possible because there are a lot of career changers. There are people who were um, frontline workers who got burnt out and we're looking for something different. We are talking school teachers, social workers, even medical professionals. Um, and so it's great to hear what they're doing um, and other awards that they're winning, internships, things of that nature. Um, Lindsay Perry, who was in the first class, um, was the winner of Murphy Good's a Very Good Job um, last year. And another one of our welcome students is one of the finalists this year. Um, we have some people who are doing the Silver Oak um, internship or the Heights internship, um, or there's one person who's heading to France um, through another organization in Burgundy. So there's so many things that are happening. There's someone who decided I don't want to be on premise, off premise. I'm looking at media. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to connect her with a wine photographer. You know, wow. so people are moving and like really taking this opportunity um, to see where they can go with it. So I find the future to be incredibly bright. That's awesome. That's that's so cool. And it's been, you know, kind of fun watch. You know, so I remember starting with Constellation back in 2006. And my very first week on the job, I had to go to Chicago for their national sales and marketing meeting. So here I am in a room. I knew I knew one person and there's, I don't know, 650, 700 people in the room. And, you know, I'm just kind of soaking it all in. And they had the keynote speaker and everything. And then they put the lights up and people start mingling. And I looked around and I'm like, oh my God, 
there was like three black people in the whole audience. I'm like, something's wrong with this picture. And and I haven't been lately to a Constellation event, but I can tell you that that is changing. And I'm ha- very happy to see it changing. And I really, I think social media has given a lot of people an outlet. And what's happening is this is getting the attention of large wine companies and large and small wine companies, I should say. And I think even the, you know, there's a lot of respect now in marketing for toward people of color, where it was more of a afterthought or they would only market certain products. And that seems to be fading away. And I think that more than anything impresses me and makes me feel hopeful that we're not targeting certain audiences for certain types of products, but we're embracing, you know, we're embracing everybody with all products. And because the, you know, the, the community of color embraces all kinds of different products. <laughs> and I think that's something I'm really noticing and I'm happy to see that. Yeah. I, th- I don't think it makes sense to leave money on the table. Um, and, um, to pigeonhole people and to quote unquote, be gatekeepers, um, because people will go around you. Um, it is a different time (laughs) right now. They're building their own tables. They're, they're, you know, they they will go around you. That's exactly right. I have a a guest that was on a couple episodes ago. Her name is, uh, uh, Deloren Everett. And she runs a company called Blends and Blends and Bubbly. And she said exactly that. She said, I couldn't get a seat at the table. So I made my own table. Please come and join me. And I heard her, I was watching one of her videos. She was speaking at um, uh, some kind of a, that wasn't a wine thing, but it was in Atlanta. It was like a woman's expo or something. So they had some wine things there, but it wasn't all focused on wine, but she was one of the speakers and she did a little wine class and she posted a video of it. And I heard her say that. And I'm like, I called her, we've been kind of buddies uh, for a while. I called her, I was like, you're on the show next week. <laughs> like I have, I, that is such a great statement to say, I wasn't invited to the t- to anybody else's table. So I made my own I'm like, okay, that sounded great. I, I think she's absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I am hopeful for this industry. Um, but if we were to continue down a certain path, then you're thinking, how can you build on something that is the foundation is faulty? Um, and does it make sense to continue to build there or to build your own? Um, and I think there's a way for people to come together to, to have it benefit everyone. And wine is just such an easy thing. It's a thing that connects us. You know, we are, (laughs) you know, it's naturally, I say this all the time, but wine is naturally inclusive. That's, you know, and that's a great point. And I always tell people too, you know, wine is for sharing, Sharing with everybody, uh, you know, you don't share a martini, but you share wine. <laughs> yes. You know, it's the, it's really the one alcoholic beverage that is truly designed for sharing, and I think that's a great a great way to look at it. And I I appreciate your sentiments. Um, well, as we head into the home stretch, home stretch, Alicia, can you give our audience a couple of action items, things that they might be able to do right now if they want in the industry? or they want to find their way in or build their own table, a couple of good suggestions that they can take action on. Sure. Well, I would say come have a look at our um, website, um, wineunify.com. We 
We even have some videos that we've done, um, Gary Obligacion and Annette Elbers-Peters and myself of how to enter the wine industry. You'll find things like that there, but you also get um, ideas of what's out there. Like, mm-hmm. so I think Instagram is a, I, I don't Facebook, um, but I know that Instagram is a great way of following people who are doing things that you're thinking about doing or, or speak to you in a certain way. So there's a lot, as you said earlier, of education that's happening on Instagram um, and it's good stuff. Um, So that's definitely one thing you can do. I say apply for an award at Wine Unified. Um, Hear from some of the best people in industry of of what is possible. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Those are those are all such great suggestions. And and also just throw your hat in the ring. Don't be afraid to apply for a job. You, you know, you just might get it. And, and as I always say, don't let a job description stand in your way of applying for a job you want. The job description is what they're looking for in a unicorn. There's no one that's going to check all those boxes. So don't look at a job description and say, oh, I don't have that or I don't have that qualification just go for it. If nothing else, it's good practice. Um, and you know, helps you understand what you, what you do need to progress. No, absolutely. I mean, imposter syndrome is real, right? (laughs) People are afraid that they don't qualify and there's a certain one, one of the sexes, um, are even worse at it than others, you know, because they think they have to check all the boxes, as you just said. Um, and I will speak honestly, in the sense that I started at a time where I taught myself. I am not a, I guess, do I have some credentials? Yes. But when I was doing that at the time, I did not. And I, I, I got that job by saying, I want to help. Right. How can I be of service here? How can I learn? And I wanted to learn as much as possible. And when you go from tasting wine and having a time to tasting over 200 wines a week and building a wine program um, and traveling and reading. Um, and during the pandemic, especially, you know, wine was like a passport for all of us. I could go to Italy in a second, you know, right. I could be yeah. in Germany and I'm heartbeat. Um, so okay. there's a lot that one can do. And yes, of course, I think having that foundation of WSET um, or any other credential you're thinking of doing is important, but it's also talking to people and people love to talk about themselves. So if there's a wine professional out there that you're interested in, drop into their DMs. Don't be creepy. Yeah, don't, but- you know, that's a good point. Don't be afraid to DM people. Because I'll tell you what, I, I ended up snagging Will, uh, Will Blackman as a guest once <laughs> and I wow. couldn't believe he DM me back. And I was like, wow, that was pretty impressed with that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're buddies, you know, so it worked out fine. I'm, you know, old enough to be his grandmother, but let's not go down that road. <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, I've seen loving... her. You would not believe that if you saw her. Oh, well, thank you. You're very sweet. It's, you know, lots of good red wine and some oil of Olay go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Alicia, I really can't thank you enough. I know our audience has learned so much about Wine Unify, about you, and not just learned about you know the organization, but I hope they're encouraged to apply. You know, I guess that's we talked about. You know, what can you do right now? 
apply. What's the worst that can happen? Maybe you don't get it, but I, I promise you, if you don't apply, you won't get it, right? That's guaranteed. So, you know, same thing with jobs. Um, but I appreciate your time and your insights and, and your openness, really very valuable to, to me as an interviewer. Um, and I, of course, always want to thank our audience. By, we have a, a nice following here, and I hope you found this one to be interesting. So um, thank you, Alicia. And Karen, thank you. I, honestly, this is the best way I could go into a weekend by speaking with you and talking about the things that I love, um, this industry, Wine Unify, Archer Roos. Um, so I appreciate you having me on. Well, you're welcome and, and uh, very happy to have you. And to the audience, we'll see you on the next interview. Thanks to all of you for joining, and I hope today's show has inspired you to make a career out of your passion for wine. If you'd like to have a one-on-one -on -one career coaching session with me, just use the link in the show notes for more information or to schedule an appointment. This podcast is all about helping you follow your dreams, so feel free to send us your suggestions for guests or topics through our email link that's listed in the show notes. And it means an awful lot when you share us with friends or leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us again for our next episode.